See brown in your face. Have you heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at once? It's internationally known. Aliens listen to it. It's the best. <laughs> if there's something you're looking for in the 814, we'll fill in a little board and think there ain't no more. Ain't no Check more. out everything at once and allow it to be your source. It's that raw podcast that's always showing support. Highlighting the scene. No need to take I-90 to people. 79 to CIB. Interviewing your locals with mindsets that are global. Innovators and creators on every single upload. So much going on in the EPA. Everything at once will keep you up today. Amazing guests. What you doing? Come through and hang with Tony and Dave. Community driven. Bringing everything at once from around the way. Everything at once from around the way. Hey. Please listen. We love you. <laughs> everything at once. Everything at once. It's time to, int- to introduce this show. The best show on the face of the planet. Welcome, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in today. We want to thank our Patreon producers, Brian G., Josh W., Ian D., Nick G., and Sadie M. Patreon, it's an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer-level supporter. If being on the production team is too much pressure for you, you can also send any contributions using our Venmo at... Everything at Once Studios. We now want to thank all the local businesses who supported this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do it without them. With winter approaching, are there any last minute details that you want to change or renovate around your home? Uh, I might, uh, but you know who to call. Yeah, Ghostbusters! No, no, Tony. No, not Ghostbusters. Solid State Construction. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Solid State. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) Solid State takes pride in all their home remodeling projects. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovation, window and door installation, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, sidewalk, decks. Decks. Get your free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid solid product, product, solid solid state state construction. construction. You know, Tony, with all these renovations from solid state, I think we might have kicked up some bad energy around here. Yeah, oh oh, yeah. Luckily, we know just the people to go see. I, I know it this time. It's Ghostbusters. No, Tony. Our friends at Cauldron and Thorn. Wow. I feel really dumb right now, and I can't believe I didn't think of Cauldron and Thorn, uh, the world's largest witchcraft and metaphysical shop, with everything a person needs to channel the spirit world. Practice some self-care. Find enlightenment. Curse your enemies. Protect yourself from your enemies. Bless your friends. Cleanse your space from negative energies. You can check out all the magical wares available at these for these different practices, we all love and enjoy at Cauldron and Thorn, 2724 West 8th Street, or online at cauldronandthorn.com. This week, we have an incredible guest for you. Yeah, so the, the cool thing about these lights is that I can change them all from my phone. I've used them for uh, my friend's maternity photo shoot mm-hmm. uh, to, do that, to do the light painting. I don't know if you checked any of that out. I know you, do, you know all about exposure 
um, photography, but I can like change the colors of these lights from my phone here. I think I did see those those shots. You had like uh, rod lights. Yeah. You were like waving them around in the background. Yeah, for sure. It was cool. Um, I like uh, like Star Wars kid, like old school uh, internet meme. Oh yeah. Just like that. I wish I actually had the skills of Star Wars Kid to be able to shoot the, that kind of photography. You will one day. Someday, yeah. yeah. But there are people online that are doing, like, insane stuff with it, like, doing all sorts of really elaborate drawings and, like, Christmas themes and all sorts of ridiculous things with uh, light photography that hopefully someday I'll get to that level. But for right now, I don't even have, like, half the stuff I would need for that. Yeah, I saw... Um I saw some guy, he was doing, like, skeleton drawings. Yeah. Know, maybe I follow him on Instagram or something. Yeah, that I think that's the same guy. I think it starts with, like, a D, maybe, his name. I have no idea. But he does, like, he uses, like, little, like, colored LED lights to draw skeletons or Santa Claus or whatever it is that he's drawing out there. And uh, they end up turning out really cool. And he does, like, a, he does it, like, a million times, too. So he'll take, like, a million long-shot photography, like, pictures or long-exposure pictures and then blend them into, like, a video of, like, these light-drawing paintings, like, moving around and dancing and doing tricks and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he's insane. That has to be, like, a whole day-long process. I don't even want to think about it. I haven't done a lot with uh, light-drawing, but, like, early on I was... Um... I would, like, just do, like, lighting with a flashlight mm -hmm. and just kind of get all these different, like, angles. So it was, like, a weird, you weren't quite sure, like, how the lighting was, but it was because I just, like, kept it open for, like, five, ten seconds and just, like, moved it. Kind of, like, almost lighting or painting with the light. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what they, that's what I've seen it referred to always is light painting. Yeah, but that was, like, that was, like, in pandemic time when I had a lot of time. So. <laughs> right. And I was just getting into, like, photography, so. For sure. I was like, good time to experiment. Definitely. And uh, it just... Am I loud? Am I loud enough? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I okay. think so. I think so. I'm going to lower this down a little bit for you, though, so you can be a little bit more comfy here. Yeah. There we go. Sorry about that. Oops. We'll chop that out anyway. That's all right. Maybe we'll chop it out. We'll see how ambitious or how good of my memory is to, when uh, it comes time to editing. Part of the, the uh, snip. Yeah. No, it's gonna stay. It's part of the natural. It's, it is feel part of the natural show. feel. Yeah, exactly. Right. We don't like to like chop things up a whole lot, but uh, it does happen from time to time. There we go. I had a loose cable there. Oh, all yeah. All sorts of crazy stuff. That's right. We're oh, all. Yeah. It's all brand new, you know. Dude, I got some. I got some Pizzelles Whoa. For the holiday season. Yeah, you came in like fully stocked and ready to go. I feel like I, sh I I messed up by not having all my Christmas gear. I don't really have any. Well, I got some ugly Christmas sweaters. I should say that. I was just kind of like a little anxious, so I was kind of like just compensating. Uh, Smart, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I was just thinking the other day that we last week we do we've done like a number of Christmas song parodies, and. I was thinking, like, all we have is, like, this weekend. Because right now, we're recording this before Christmas. Right. And uh, this weekend's, like, my only option to record a weird Christmas song like we have in the past. Yeah, it's uh, crunch time. Right. I want to keep that tradition alive because it was really fun last time. You got you got any plans? A specific song? Not Well, actually, I was thinking about doing um, Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, yeah. Except we'll do, like, a, a consent one or one that's, like, a little bit more... Uh, up with the times. Up with the times or modern or whatever, where uh, the girl's uh, a little bit more... Um, 
aggressive in her nose or in her refutal refusals rather than the uh, somewhat passive version now. Yeah, that's kind of a it's a strange song. It is a strange that's song. Sure. It's a uh, different time. It is a different time. I mean, I feel like uh, it was always pretty creepy. You're always kind of creepy. But especially recently, it's really come to the forefront more about the uh, the level of creepiness to that song. I think you could do it the other way where the guy is like trying to like be very specifically like it's very cold out and I don't want anything to do with you in like a bad way. But like you should Let's probably not. You we should keep you safe. You know, I think that could be funny, too. Yeah. Or, or like flip it. It's like, baby, please go. <laughs> yeah. Baby, <won't>. please go. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. And like yeah. you really can't stay. No, seriously. It's like, no, it's cold outside. <laughs> you should really I'll go. call a car to take you away. <laughs> but baby, it's cold outside. That would be fun. I think that would be that's a good one to to meme about these days. It's definitely uh, one of the more talk. Although you know what, it got uh, what's that song that uh, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree"? I saw like supplanted uh, Mariah Carey this year as the number one Christmas as the song. number one Christmas song. But it, it's so interesting how like internet culture works because I fully believe that it rocketed to number one because like. They were like, this isn't a 60-year-old that sings this. It, it was a 13-year-old at the time. And, like, if you listen to Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, like, you're like, there's no way that's, like, a just barely a teenager. It sounds like a, like a full-grown well, like woman. Like the classic recording. The classic recording. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm talking about. That's, that went up to number one this year because everyone was like, oh, my God, this, this girl was 13 when she sang it. I, I bet someone, like, bought the rights to it and, like, marketed it and... Yeah, somebody, well, you know, some that, some TikTok that can't be organic. You some TikTok algorithm was working very, overtime to put that song to number one. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and it still just barely past the the Goliath that Mariah carries. Uh, uh, what the fuck's the name of that song? I'm so glad I don't All know. I want yeah, thank for you. Christmas is you. Yeah, I'm so yeah. Baby. I think I've blocked out the name of that song just because, like... I think it's All I Want for Christmas, or I don't know what it's called either, really. I don't listen to it. I mean, I don't... Oh, you can't help but not hear at least a snippet of it this time of year. Like, it's unavoidable. I don't know. It's true. I did all of my shopping online. I haven't really been anywhere that's playing Christmas music. I'm not listening to it myself personally, so... And it just got brought up still. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I guess I did listen to it technically. It's still here. Favorite Christmas song, anyone? Oh, man. Oh, is this it? You got that? This is, yeah, I should be able to get this. Right, it's kind of my kind of my job. Yeah. Favorite Christmas song? That's a good question. Uh, it's not the happiest one, but my favorite one's always been uh, "Happy Christmas War Is Over," John Lennon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm a big fan of "The Night That Santa Went Crazy." I don't think I know I that know, song. No, I don't know. The went crazy. That doesn't... I still don't know it. <laughs> went nuts. I'll have to play it for you guys after the show. Um, but it's all about Santa and him, like, cooking the reindeer and going crazy and killing Mrs. Claus and all of these other things. And I think that's probably my number one Christmas song. So what's your favorite? It's like it's like <laughs> that it's like that movie. What's that one movie with a guy? He's, like, he's wearing the dress shirt. And he's got the tie. And he's kind of, like, going around town. Oh, yeah. Like lost. American Psycho. American Psycho, yeah. Yeah, yeah except like, Santa version. Yeah. yeah, Christmas. I was going to say Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was just listening to somebody talk today about how Die Hard is actually, according to like certain metrics and measurements and stuff, a very Christmassy Christmas movie. Yes. I, I try to get Celinda to watch that with me because she always wants to watch Christmas movies. And I'm like, okay, let's put on Die Hard. And she very adamantly disagrees with me that it is a Christmas movie. Mm. 
Uh, I mean, it, it, it's literally going on during a Christmas party. How is it not a Christmas movie? That's Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 20 or 30-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think my song would be uh, Christmas Time is Here, but like the instrumental version. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. From, from uh, Charlie Brown. There you go. Mm. That's yeah. a classic one. I feel like there's a lot of uh, lo-fi Christmas. I enjoy that kind of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Like lo-fi Christmas and uh, the uh, all the weird YouTube channels that are just like fireplaces going with classical Christmas music in the background and stuff. Those are real nice, too. I like the old crooners, like, the, like a good classic like uh, Bing Crosby version of Silver Bells really just... Yeah, kind of hits home this time of year. Silver bells. <laughs> I think that uh, what's that band, the Pentatonics or whatever? They do some really great Christmas renditions too. They they do like all acapella type stuff, and uh, they make some really interesting, cool Christmassy stuff with just their voices. That was like kind of our inspiration when we did our Christmas song last year. Barry, did you know? If you guys haven't ch- listened to it yet, it's. Uh, <laughs> On YouTube, it's uh, very uh, inappropriate, so if you're easily offended, I would stay away. But it was it, really fun. I don't think it's that bad, really. I mean, it's still on YouTube. They haven't banned it, banned us for it. No, I personally wasn't involved with that one. But you didn't I, help us write that song? No. Okay, that was just g- all me, Matt, and Danielle. Yeah, I think you guys did it while I was uh, by, by the cover of Night. <laughs> yeah, sneakily in one day, wrote the song, recorded it that same day. You were like, check out this banger. And I was like, well, I do like the humor in it, but I can't claim any part of it. So Yeah, it's 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 kind of inappropriate, but it was uh, it's an enjoyable experience. Those parodies are fun. Dave. Yes. Your concert series, man. What about it? It's amazing, dude. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It's so good. It's like uh, my studio, my uh, my my uh, my life goals. Like you know, how they have like goals uh, or whatever. When you see something nice, you're like, oh, that's goals. And I'm like, oh, Dave's concert series is like the Treehouse concert series goals version. Right. Well, I was I was thinking maybe maybe we could like help each other out because like I. I don't want to do it in the summer. Yeah. Because uh, the room we use uh, doesn't have air conditioning. Ooh, yeah. You know, plus, you know, it's just nice to take a break. Um, but you do your show right. in the summer. So, like, swap back and forth. I don't do, like, a yeah. full concert like you do, though. I just do, like, one song. Yeah, that's true. But, it, it. I mean, we could do something like that, kind of team up or do uh, some interesting collaboration stuff. I'd be totally down with that. Um, and maybe do something a little longer. Usually it's... Uh, the reason that I, I keep I've kept it to one song is because I want to keep that quality really high, and uh, I don't want to blow anybody's spot up. But usually those are a couple takes; they're not completely live. What? Yeah, sorry. But, no, there, there. It's like one take all the way through, but we might run it like two or three times and pick out the best version. Or you have like certain situations where we are in the middle of the city, so. Yeah, a car neighbors or, or somebody will be playing their the lawn. lawn. So like the lawn, somebody will be cutting the grass, or somebody will be playing their music really loud outside. And we'll have to take a break. So or, or somebody's right. dog decides that there's a squirrel that they really like, you know, and just start barking. I don't think there was a single uh, episode of that concert series that did not have at least like a little bit of a dog barking in it somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the ambience. You need that. Some birds. Oh yeah. Oh, the dogs, birds are, yeah. are welcome. Welcome the, the, participants. The, the, That's part of the music, you know? I, I think yeah, the only yeah. ones that really, you know, it's like, okay, we got to do this again. Oh, this is your end. You're the one who's the, the mastermind of it uh, is the lawnmowers. Yeah, the lawnmower really doesn't uh, do the music much favors. 
I was playing guitar once, and the, and the mower was, uh, it was an A. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like tuning the guitar. I was like, that's totally an A. That, the lawnmower sound? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this lawn, the, I don't know. The, for the most part, we only had a few occasions where the lawnmower was going hard, but uh, it's definitely not ideal for a lot of uh, high-quality recording and uh, other things. But it was a fun series. I'm looking forward to doing it again this year. I'm like kind of worried, actually, that I'm not going to have as much time to put into it because we're going to be filming this movie or the short film that we're doing this spring. And... Uh, I just think it might take a backseat. I'm kind of hoping we can film the, th- the the short film before the leaves get on the trees. That way, uh, because my treehouse looks like shit when there's no leaves on the trees. Mm, yeah. You just see, like, my neighbor's backyards and stuff, and nobody wants to look at that. Now, although I do think we haven't quite had one of these. Well, I guess we've had one. I still thought it would be cool to do at least one winter with, like, the snow. Because I think it would look cool with the snow, but with just leaves and just barren, dark, gray, eerie, it doesn't look super great. Just do it yeah. in black and white. Yeah. Make it artistic. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Do black and white, do a little bit of color editing. Wear your gloves, stuff. you know. Mm-hmm. And get some more strange lights going. Now that I have more lights and things. If you guys can't tell, this is our first episode with our with my new lights all over the place. Let us know what you think. Dave's a little extra blue. Maybe we'll turn that down next time. Maybe we won't. Anything can happen. It's all a mystery. We're just going to keep figuring it out. Yeah, blue LEDs and video, man. I don't know. Like cameras, they just go nuts. Yeah? The LED lighting. It, it does. And uh, maybe I'll tone that down in post a little bit so it's not quite so blue. But I also feel like where it's positioned, it's kind of only like on certain spots of us, which look kind of neat. You know what I mean? Yeah. For you guys, like, unless I do this, then it's... Then you're completely basked in the blue. Blue man group. Maybe I need to move it. <laughs> put it back a little bit. There it is. Wow. Now we can see you. Now you can see me. And you can't bask in it. But we still got a little bit of glare on our on our hair. We're trying new things. Yeah, we're checking it out. It's yeah, a work in progress. You want a little like, backlighting. You want the little, you know, accent glow. You know what I mean? Contour, edge. It's nice too. And uh, when that happens by accident, when I'm taking pictures, it's like the best thing ever. I just love that when somebody has like a nice glow around them from side lighting, from wherever it came from, the sun or a reflection or something. It's just, uh, it just looks that makes people look so cool. Yeah. What do you think? Big fan of it. I hate when I don't have some kind of accent light. Right. You know, photographing a person. You also can't go too hard, though. Oh, it's very easy to go too hard, too. Yeah. And it's just, like, blown out, like... Super bright red, green, whatever color spot somewhere on their body or on their hair. Usually hair's pretty reflective, so that's where it gets all messed up. But uh, that's a... It's an art. I mean, that's why what we're doing is art. You know what I mean? It takes practice, and you have to key into that and uh, figure it out and mess up a lot. Oh, Mess up all the time. I mess up everything I do. I mess up. You can't at least a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you're like, even if you're extremely, extremely talented at whatever you do, like you gotta, you gotta fail to succeed, right? And oh, keep going, sure. persevere. I mean, if you're not failing, you ain't trying. You're not trying hard enough. Nope. Or you're not trying something new. You know what I mean? You're not getting uh, unique or original or whatever it is that yeah. you're doing. You're not trying hard enough. You did some super cool, uh, a whole slew of cool, uh, photography in New York. Oh yeah. I was there. I was there in May of, uh, this year for a whole month. Uh, I had a friend who uh, needed me to house sit. Nice. So I was like, score. Yeah. A month in New York city, like, you know, stay for free. So yeah. 
definitely. And I even like uh, I took the last weekend off of the production at PACA. Mm-hmm. I got someone to cover for me, which I never ever do. Production um, of your concert series or uh, the theater? Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't even know how it went. You know, I wasn't too concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it was like last weekend, and I definitely wanted to. Uh, get as much time there as possible oh yeah for sure with yeah. an opportunity like that like you kind of you know make some concessions yeah right in other areas yeah you know took the train out there i was like do i drive because maybe i want to like go somewhere else or no just take the train got the subway uh all you can ride pass and cool you know i had no no agenda while i was there you know it was kind of like um i kind of it's funny i kind of prepped a little bit playing um zelda breath of the wild there you go because it's like open world mm-hmm. uh and so i was like oh i'm gonna get in like open world mode like exploration ex- mode exploration mode he's, <laughs> he's even got like a tablet and like you can take like photos right the game you know so yeah it's like a real world open world exploration game that's an interesting strategy to go with uh an open world exploration game like zelda to kind of train up to get out to New York City. Yeah, you know, you bring up your map, you know, you yeah. figure out where you're going to go. F- and- learn how to navigate and see different things. Personally, I have not ridden the subway in New York City yet. I feel like the, the only time I was ever there, I was too intimidated to give it a shot. I rode it once. I've been there twice. I rode it once, but the one time I rode it, I was there with a good friend who was like a... Uh, very attuned with tra- with like uh, uh, public transportation in big cities. So he was just like, he didn't even need like an app. He was just like, oh, I can read the rail lines, just you know, follow me. And that made it a lot easier. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a, it's a learning curve uh, trying to figure it out on your own. And I've been there, I've been there a couple times uh, in my life, but that was a, I, I was trying to figure out why it tripped me out so much that time that I was there. And it was, it was the only time I've been there like, on my own i've mm-hmm. always gone like you know with the band or or, or um yeah just the band i guess um or like with friends but like yeah i was just all alone <laughs> like my friends that you know were there were out of town so right that's crazy to be like solo adventuring new york city well yeah just like i was thinking like you know, solo adventuring is is a, its own experience, regardless. But like you're somewhere where like with all the boroughs combined, what is it like 12, 15, 16 million people? It's a lot. That was uh, you know, it was kind of had a little bit like existential uh, like crisis, not crisis, but like I was very like just blown. Well, it took me a few days just to get used to like the amount of people. Mm-hmm. You know, my my dumbass like went to like Times Square maybe the second day I was there. That's a like, lot. Terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was still like getting used to it. You know, someone someone like swindled me out of five bucks for like a for a demo. It was yeah. like, it was, oh like, yeah, hip hop like, oh, guy. Dude, do you like you like rap music? He's like, he's like, hey man, here, and they just the, they like, hand it to you. And they're the like, thing oh, they thanks. do is they hand it to you and they put it in your hand and then they want your money and you already have it. So there's like a few there's there's like monks who hand out necklaces and books and they'll just like put them around you and then you're like oh well you know and then it's like oh that's five dollars you're like oh 
Yeah. It's, yeah. The one, and then you, you succumb to the social pressures of having the thing already on you. You have to give them the five bucks. It's funny that. Right. I, right. And they like, they, you know, they team, you know, it's just not one guy. And then like two other guys. Yeah. They'll know, like and appear like, and they're all looking at you and you're like, oh, shit. It's funny that that's just a system that just still works like that. Cause I was there in two, 2017. I was in Times Square. And these two dudes walk up to me and they both got their CDs. Like you said, the one hands me the demo and he's like five buck donation, but you don't gotta give anything. So I gave him. I was like, "All I got's a ten. He's like, "That works," you know. Yeah, yeah right. And then <laughs> Thank the you. the other dude hands me his CD and I was like, "All right, cool." And he was like, "Donation." I was like, "Well, I just gave him a ten. You know, that pays for both of them." He's like, "No, nah, that don't work like that. You know, that's his. This is mine." And I was like, "Oh well, you know." I don't have any more money, and he, he took the disc back. I, th- I thought it was a donation, you know? Right. Like it was yeah, just... I tried telling him I had no money, and they were like, and I was like, oh, it's like, here's two bucks. I was like, okay, here's here's two bucks. I had, like, two singles, like, convenient. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, nah, no, nah, it's five bucks. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> Then I'm like, you know, I bring out my cash, and I'm like, hold my cash. It's like a whole bunch of people, and like, the audacity. Not that I had a whole bunch of cash on me, because I would just be dumb. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The audacity of something. Although I had, like, my camera and gear, so. If they really wanted some money, they could take that, for sure. I feel It'd like be hard to do that in Times Square, though. There's a ton of people. There's a ton of cops there, too. I will say the photographer. I was impressed by the photographers in Times Square. There's, like, a whole, like, squad of them, mm-hmm. and they wear, like, they'll wear, like, a tablet they wear a tablet around their neck that has all these like example photos, right? And then they know, so they know all the like angles and like where to stand, like you know the traffic will like change, and then they put the model whoever's like paying. They're like, all right, stand there in the middle of the road, and they like know exactly where to go to like get the shots and like lighting off of the uh, the buildings the, and stuff, the like signs and right. stuff. Yeah, so it's definitely uh, a practice thing for those guys. I'm sure they've done that like. A thousand times, like yeah, just was, that day. And there was definitely like the leader guy, and then there was like I don't know four or five minions. That, yeah, that looked like they were working for him, but they weren't quite as like smooth and mm-hmm. yeah. So when you when you were going out there, did you plan to take all of these uh, like long exposure shots? Like that was that your your thing that you were going to do out there, or was that just what ended up coming up a lot in the gallery, or what you liked best? Um. Did I have a lot of long? Exp- I, well, I, like with anything city, city nighttime, it's like it's kind of a given to like yeah. do some long exposure. One because it's dark, right? Uh, so you you, <laughs> you have all that. you kind of have to you kind of have to, and then you got like traffic, you know, blurs and stuff. Um, I found I found the best thing with like traffic headlight blurring is if you can get a, a car to like stop. Mm-hmm. Cause then, cause then you get like a clear shot of like a car, but with also the like, you know, and it gives us some like context. Right. And I did, I did like, um, there was one day I just set out with the mission to get this like specific subway shot. And I found what, one of the cool things about it was that I could just, you know, ride around on the subway and like look for cool spots, be able to like go back to them. Sure. Um, maybe like different time of day, different lighting, but there was this one subway and they had all these signs talking about the font that they used. There was at one point they like, um, not solidified, but you know, they made all the fonts the same. It's right. Helvetica, by the way. <laughs> um, good branding of New York city. Yes. <laughs> yes. All because the, um, the J, the J has a nice curve to a very distinct, 
Like you look at that and you go, that's a J. Yeah. Like there's no confusion. No <laughs> other options. You know. There's a lot of science that goes into fonts. Yes. Is what I've realized. Oh, since I've started doing all the graphics and all this stuff right here, like the sands, the no sands, the... I don't know. There's just a lot of things like that really cur- go into a good, good font. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the little, the little doodads that stick off the ends of, uh, of like, if if you have, like, an M at the bottom, it'd have, like, little doodads at the bottom of each thing. Well, that's a serif. That's, right? a, that's serif. a serif. Yeah. 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 Like, san, serif and sans serif and what that means and what emotionally those evoke to you. Because if you don't have – because if you have the serifs, the little doodads, that's supposed to be more formal and more uh, professional and without – with sans serif, which is what Helvetica is, it's supposed to be more inviting and more comfortable and more uh, natural. I, I think would, I think the serifs serve as as a, as a readability thing where it, it it's better for long things of text because like the serifs almost kind of like direct you to the next thing, whereas hmm. like sans serif is better for like big single words right. signs. Stuff like that. Something that you were going to put up real bold and flashy to get everybody's attention. Maybe like a one-word thing. Although Comic Sans, the font that everyone hates. Right. Actually, At least all of my professors. I personally never had anything to get it, it. But professors absolutely would pitch a fucking fit. It, it was an early font and it was totally overused. But it actually has a weird, like, very good readability to it mm-hmm. for people with dyslexia. Hmm. Uh, because the, the letters aren't, like like geometrically like even they kind of got like little slants and stuff to them so like the d's and the b's look you know a little more different Hmm. that's interesting i never noticed that but that makes sense for sure because i do that i have like a hard time counting letters like if there's two m's next to each other i'm like is that two is that three is that a thousand i know when i i went to school for english that's why i got my degree in and i can tell you that at least in the recent history that English professors accept two forms of font that you can use uh, almost exclusively, and it's Times New Roman or Garamond. Garamond? Garamond is like a very like uh, novel-type text that's used. and uh, yeah, yeah, I've used that. Garamond, they they Garamond, see that yeah. the, the, the English professors that I had, just looked, they were just all about Garamond. They're we like, had... It was good stuff. We Like all of my emails and stuff at work were automatically set up to be Cambria. Coheed? No, Cambria. <laughs> like that was the font was Cambria. Oh, that's the that's yeah. the new default Windows uh, font. Microsoft Word font. Yeah, yeah, they changed it a while ago, and of course some nerds like freaked out because right. it bothers me personally because it's sans serif. Right, the mm. default font instead of Times New Roman, which has serifs in like a word processing. You know, that's just heretic. You yeah, know, it, heresy for sure. Heresy, there you go. Yeah. No, it, it, I switched them all. I changed it to uh, Times New Roman because that's, I don't know, I felt weird about it all being Cambria. My grandpappy used Times New Roman. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm going to use Times New Roman. It's a legacy, really. It's a it, legacy font. It's, it's, it's a, a legacy, legacy font. font. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's always new. It's always new. Times always new. new. Times, times new. New times. They don't yes. call it times old. You know, you got damn right. You got damn right. So, what before, before you went to New York, you said that you know when you were there, you were like, oh, that's cool. You know, maybe I'll take a picture now, go back to it, whatever. Were there things before you went to New York that you were like, I'm absolutely photographing this when I get there? No, no, I really, really? had no uh, specific. Not the Brooklyn Bridge or the. Like, I guess, yeah, like yeah. I, 
you know, I wasn't really looking to get the cliche shots. Although right. I, I got some of those just because, you know, when in New Yeah, you can't when go in there and not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say when in Rome, but when in New York. You take a picture of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Mandatory. Like the Statue of Liberty or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't really get a good shot of the Statue of Liberty. Um, it's actually, it's it's oddly like small or it's smaller than you think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's like just because it's from a distance. Yeah, I didn't one go. One of those things. But. We didn't go out to see the Statue of Liberty. We saw it from like the edge of Manhattan or whatever, and you could like barely see it. I actually had this really crazy harebrained idea, and, and thankfully I didn't do it. But it was like one of the first few days I was there, and I, and I happened to notice, like, be like, oh, it's a full moon. I'm going to check out like you know, what angle the moon's going to rise and stuff. And I was like, I wonder if I can get, wonder if I can get Statue of Liberty with the full moon. And like, I was trying to figure it out. And like, it was, (laughs) it had to have been, it would have to be like that night. And I was still like getting used to like, you know, getting around. Sure. And it was, it was, it was like, it ended up being like, I would have to take an Uber to do it. Cause I'd have to go to like Jersey Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) to get the shot. And, uh, yeah, the Uber back and forth. I don't know. It was like two hundred bucks or something, you know something. Yeah. I was like, eh, it's all right. Uber I, drivers are terrifying in New York. Too. I just Googled. I, I did. I took one Uber, but I, I just Googled like photos of the moon and Statue of Liberty, and I was like, okay, that's you know, yeah, it wouldn't be worth the like the effort and the money to make the trip and the like broken fingernails from death gripping the arms of the chair. I don't know about your Uber drive, but mine was. It was insane. It was crazy. Both of my Uber rides in New York City, these people were, like, just incredible. They're, like, robot machine race car drivers. It's it's intense. I, I took one Uber. I, ba- I basically, what, what what gave me comfort was, like, you know, going out, exploring, taking the subway, and you're like, oh, I'm going to miss the subway or, like, oh, miss the bus or whatever. It was, like, back, you know. Back in my pocket, I got Uber just in just case. Just in case, right? Just in case. I only had to do it once. It was like late. It was like two or three in the morning. I, I missed the bus. Another bus wasn't going to come for like an hour. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, uh, wasn't quite sure where I was, and so went with the Uber. Went with the Uber. Just made it back. Was it scary? Uh, I I didn't. You know, I didn't. Try. Try not to think about Try it. Try not to pay attention. I, I mean, the, the, the ride was smooth. I forget what kind of car it was, but it was just really smooth and, like, leather shares. Right. Yeah, yeah, mine was in, like, a van, and I couldn't help but, like, watch them weave in and out of traffic like a madman. Well, you have to drive like that there. You have to. You absolutely have to. You will get more people. P- I've never driven there, but uh, you, you'll get so many people pissed at you if you're not driving like yeah, that. Yeah, ha- you have to. I, You know, people are like, oh, New York City, it's rude, you know, and I'm like, it's almost rude to, like, not be rude. It's like people are just trying to, like, walk. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, I'm walking here, which I never heard once while really? I was there, you know. But it's just like, yeah, it's like people are just moving along. Like, they don't got... They don't got time, time for your for bullshit. Your, yeah. You they know? got big fucking New York shit to do. Well, and the second that you don't, like, make the most impossible-looking merge with the least amount of room, you're immediately getting honked at. Like, yeah. come on, dude, hurry the fuck hurry right. up, you know? Yeah. Don't you know how to do a zipper or whatever the fuck? Like, blend zip, the lanes zip merge. Yeah, zip merge. Come on. Get your shit together. Well, it's a fun place. It, I mean, it is a fun place, and it's a beautiful place, and, uh... I would. I definitely want to go back there at some point. They, they say it's the greatest city in the world. That's what I hear. 
But that's just good marketing. That is good marketing. That's why they all have the same uh, fonts now in their subways too. Good proper marketing, marketing good mm-hmm. branding. That's a, that's a font font so important to branding. Yeah, it, it really is. I actually, I was gonna use Helvetica for like signage for my art show, and uh, I don't I don't own any Macs, mm-hmm. and so like you have to like. Is it only on Macs? It's only on Macs. You have to like buy it. If you don't have a Mac. What? Like a font package for my Microsoft Word because I can't use Helvetica? It's what separates it. It makes the Mac users happy. You know, they, they feel like they got something special. Uh, I'm mad about that now that New York would choose a uh, an Apple brand font over uh, a Microsoft or a standard pedestrian font like a normal peasant would use like me. Yeah, they probably got paid. That whole J story about the J, that's probably just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Steve Jobs was known for his uh, his style and his design and stuff, so I'm sure there's some sort of ridiculous story about every letter that is in an app, uh, on Apple, uh, whatever the fuck they use, word processor. I don't know what it's called, even. I think if they really wanted to stand out, they should have uh, they should have switched to Wingdings. That would have been <laughs> that would have been an interesting choice of fonts. For like sure. that's obviously a J there. Like it's a butterfly. Yeah, it does, I, dumbass. Like <laughs> I don't even think that that's like that. That isn't readable. I think Wingdings was uh, before its time. I mean, because they use everyone uses like emojis and stuff now. Sure. And like, what was that Wingdings? What were they doing there? <laughs> nobody was nobody was talking in emojis, and I don't I don't understand that people converse. Through emoji, I I don't know. I do a little bit, but not. I couldn't like if people some, would like tell stories. And... Sometimes I like to write like really weird uh, emojis. Like I'll just put them. I'll put like somebody will like say something in text or whatever, and I'll just respond with a series of animal emojis. And uh, you know, then I don't know. I guess it's up to them to interpret what that means I, at that I point. Suppose. I mean the the preemptive text I've noticed. I, I, I just recently, like, while I was in New York, I got a new cell phone because my cell phone was, like, seven years old. Mm-hmm. So I, I finally get, like, a, a relatively new phone. And there's, like, I'm, like, oh, okay, I get, I, okay, now I, I get what's going on here. Right. I was just, I had an old phone. But, like, you know, the preemptive text would have, like, it has, like, you read a word and, like, it's, like, you want to use emoji instead. I'm, like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Maybe this is the puzzle piece I was missing here. Mm, right. Like, and, like, why, is, why all of a sudden? But it's like, because the phone's like, use a picture of a cow. You're saying the word cow? Just use a cow. See, I'm uh, I, I, I'm making a change in my life personally. I just realized this today that I'm not going to use face emojis anymore, that I'm actually going to go back to making like uh, oh, ASCII art emojis, yes. like semicolon, like colon and uh, parentheses to make a smiley face or semicolon and, and parentheses to make like, like a winky face. X, XD. Oh, for, yeah. For like laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. XD and like I don't think that one colon P. Some of them though, they like update. You try to do that, and then they just put the emoji. Oh, automatically. I like, refuse to allow that to happen. What? I, what I about switch it back? What about like if you're doing like the smiley face, but instead of just like the you know the colon and the the parentheses, you make the circle with you know like really get into it. You like know, like a full like long multi-line thing of an emoji i mean if you're gonna go hard you gotta go hard oh, man. that's so much work though that's so much more work than uh just a semicolon and a parenthesis yeah but what what makes the greats it's that hard work dude. yeah exactly We're just talking that's true. about that it's very true <laughs> maybe i'll make like a series of them and i'll save them on like a notepad so that way i can just copy and paste them in whenever i need to i mean you could get so good at it 
that yeah, I can we just could, make it real fast. We could call Guinness and just be like, tell him. <laughs> I'm the fastest ASCII art face maker on planet Earth, you motherfuckers. Well, they used to have like the ASCII art like generators where you could like put in, you could like submit a JPEG. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, did I just. Oh, did you just ruin my thing? No. No, it's okay. No. Maybe. I think I did. Uh oh. We'll pause it real quick. Because I was talking about a subway station. Yes. Yeah, so, so oh, we were doing wingdings, and we're I was going to join the Guinness Book of World Records. And the, the yeah. fun fact about that is, in this little technical delay, he's figured out how to do it yeah. in the fastest time possible. And he even got time to eat a fucking pizzelle afterwards. That's right. But anyways. Look out for my uh, Guinness Book of World Records attempt in the not-too-distant future. You guys are going to love it. And we got, we got Digga Dave a new microphone. Yeah, new microphone stand. New I, microphone stand. I just broke it. Destroyed my other one. He after actually in the interlude there, he uh, completely picked it up and did like the WWE back, backbreaker to it and shattered the metal into a thousand pieces. It was very impressive. Was feet too, of strength. Too much whipped cream. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it has that effect on me. Too much. It's like a Popeye and spinach, you'd say. Yeah. I remember when I first saw Wingdings in like second or third grade when we were like learning how to do computers and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this how aliens talk to each other with fucking Wingdings here? What's going on? It's a. Uh, it was startling. It's, it's good. To a young you, lad. It's a good. Uh, we're back in the fonts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. No, we're, not, we're staying here the rest of the show. We're staying here. This show is about fonts. This show is brought to you by fonts. Put fonts in there when I do that. Uh, it's good if you like decoding stuff, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why else you would use wingdings and besides life. just like a joke. Like, yeah, if I'm just trying to make somebody laugh, I'll just send them a, a letter completely in wingdings. I, I would guess it's uh, probably like from word processors that couldn't handle images at the time, like early '90s, mm-hmm. maybe late '80s. When you want to send like a little picture of a plane or whatever, you know. so you use wingdings and you press the W key and bam, you got a plane. Before uh, before clip art, you mm-hmm. know the lost art of clip art. Mm. Maybe I need to start incorporating that into my ASCII art <laughs> emojis. I think you should. Yeah, but you gotta do it yourself. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm bringing back ASCII art. Well, he's doing it. Watch out, people. Yeah, I just ASCII video. They have that too. Ooh, wow. Ooh, impressive. It's nuts. What about? ASCII Braille. Uh, I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> you probably <laughs> just insulted a whole group of people. No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, it's tough to sell. Uh, I'm just trying to think of different things we could do. So uh, if you... In regards to ASCII art? Yeah. Okay. Just different versions of it. No, I feel no. like the new modern version of ASCII art is like uh, when you take like a million pictures and you turn it into something else. Like a collage? Like a collage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are generated. I thought those were like someone like handpicked all the images. I was just thinking about doing that today. Or like a mural, not a collage. Right, like a mural. You little images that make up the bigger image. You can do ASCII graffiti. Mm. That's true. Put a bunch of stars all around. It's a little them. twist. Hmm. Yeah, I want to do gr- get in, get really big on guerrilla graffiti. I'm gonna get some everything at once stickers, and I'm just gonna smash them all over everywhere in the city of Erie. What do you think? Good idea, bad idea? Uh, I would do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea too. Uh, I don't know the. A little bit of guerrilla marketing. 
I don't know the specifics on uh having my own brand name probably is not the smartest thing to uh use to vandalize all sorts of city property though i feel like it's very easily traceable especially since you just said this and we're gonna put this out do you think they'd come for me i don't know that's the real question though because they might they yeah I, hopefully everybody recognizes it or sees it and they're like oh what the fuck is everything at once but will the police show up at my house and arrest me for it huh. that's the important question they can't arrest everything at once. They can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They only have so much manpower. But you could get a fine. I might get a fine. I don't have any money either. Hmm. So it. Uh, I think telephone poles are like fair game. Telephone poles are definitely safe, I think. Or Maybe. what about under bridges? What about gas pumps? Everybody hates them anyway, so. No, that one I think you'd get in the most hot water because that's the most trouble no maybe not the most but that's private property you could do you could get a sticker of the two of you like pointing and then be like we did that to the <laughs> gas prices <laughs> nobody's gonna want to watch our show then they'll think we're maybe they will actually want to watch our show then because they're they're like who are these pieces of shit that are raising the gas prices? or no or make it a call-in show and just get people angry <laughs> that would be you. so cool or we, we go live every now and then and have everybody calling and complain to us, and we could tell them that they're wrong, Dave. That'd be awesome. That'd be true. I like doing that kind of stuff. Or oh, we I could do it. like the 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 spray paint anywhere, and then have the sticker of us as we did that, and put it next to the paint, yeah, the spray painting. So like you know for sure who to send the fine to. <laughs> 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 I think it's a good idea. Uh, Maybe we just don't do. Any sort of contact information on it, and then make it like a mystery Easter egg hunt. Like I, we just put the everything, we just put everything at once on there, like the normal logo sticker, and we'll stick that on there, and it'll have no contact information. Are People you? Have to find are us. you Banksy? I, I went to. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that at this time. Excellent. Actually, great. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think Erie needs uh, is like one of those areas in like the downtown where it's just like they have them in bigger cities where people just slap up stickers yeah for like bands or like different initiatives those are pretty cool i always like seeing those kind of things i would it would be cool too if they did some sort of like graffiti collaboration too like they just put up a giant brick wall somewhere in Perry square and just let people paint it just like anybody not like a paid artist yeah they that could get dicey but there's a place in like uh Brooklyn it's called the Bushwick Collective, which I thought was like a building or something, but it's, apparently it's just like it's a bunch of like um, I don't know, like old factory buildings, that mm -hmm. kind of like area. But like they have, you know, I guess you know, it's like an art gallery essentially, just of wall murals. Cool. And that's the collective. That's the collective. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one way to do it. I feel like it would have to be active enough that way if anybody's writing uh profane things or doing anything vulgar on there it gets covered up quick by the next person who's trying to make it well i think it's like you have to like be like hey you have to like get a spot you yeah. can't just like go up there and paint i guess you could but no i, I kind of like that just everybody painting and painting over each other and nothing really lasts forever and Nothing's that's a, permanent on it, you know? It all just disappears over time. That's that Reddit thing that they do every year. You know what I'm talking about? Every year they put up, like, on Reddit, it's that, uh, it's just that big rectangle and people just, like, fill in each other. Oh, yeah. You know I've, what I'm I've, talking I've, about? I've seen those. Where I've seen where they, like, sell pixel space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or you can do, like, one for free, but you only get to switch one pixel, like, every five minutes. And then they do it for, like, a month or two or three weeks, and then at the end of it, 
you can watch a video of how it transformed from beginning That'd to be end. Cool. It's pretty dope. It's exactly what you're talking about, just in in a digital space. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then somebody, there's a, a security camera set up somewhere, and then you just run it at like 500 times normal speed. And just people are just like appearing, and then there's things appearing and stuff and going away. That'd be awesome. I think dude. that'd be a super dope art project. Yeah. Like, but you'd have to find a way to like, I don't know. The thing that's nice about the Reddit one or makes it work is like you can't just like bombard an area. Like you get your your thing, then you got to wait. Then you put a thing so you can't just like totally monopolize. Just spam it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Somebody, I feel like it all depends on how ambitious the person is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could cover it, but it's probably going to get covered again. I don't think anyone on Reddit would spam anything. No, 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 those are upstanding, no, upstanding internet users. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I think only we, the best of. Uh, so human let, beings. Let's let's do a, a collective initiative here. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a wall. Okay. We're gonna get. You're gonna build a wall. We're gonna if build. If we have to. <laughs> <laughs> rhetoric, <laughs> rhetoric. Watch here. I'm not. I'm gonna build a wall. It's gonna be the best wall ever. <laughs> it's the the bigliest wall in history. Uh, gonna we, be the best wall. Best wall. It's gonna keep everyone out. No. <laughs> and so we get a wall. We find a wall space. We get. A bunch of spray paint. This is going to cost us money unless we can get ourselves a grant. But we get a bunch of spray paint, and people can come up one spray at a time mm. over and over again until, like, things are created. And then you can go over and this and that and see what happens. I went to a place in Austin when we were there where they did that except with pieces of tape. And the tape couldn't go over other pieces of tape. Mm. So it was like a rule you had to follow, you know what I mean? And then I guess they take a picture at the end or whatever. And so you get a fixed size of tape? No, you get a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of different pieces of tape, and uh, they're all different colors and stuff like that. And you just uh, you, you rip it to whatever size, and you find a good spot for it, and you stick it on the wall. Mm. I think that kind of stuff is definitely neat. I feel like to enforce rules like that, at our wall or <laughs> at our wall at the everything at once wall we you're we're not going to be able to enforce one swipe people are just going to break that they're just going to paint it well you're going to paint everything yeah exactly well once. maybe not everything but like definitely more than just one swipe you just put don't paint everything at once well buy everything at once i think th i think that you discredit uh the paramount like powerful effect that setting rules in place has on the majority of people it's why things like the tape not graffiti artists though they are already out there trying to break rules yeah but uh, it's not like like if we're calling like graffiti artists to do it it would be one thing but if it was something that was open to the public yeah you would have people like you you watched you wrote the paper about it in college about like the tower mm -hmm. you know when people believe oh yeah that paper observed. that i wrote yeah that paper that you wrote <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but anyway funny inside story funny that's how i got story. dave to come to college yeah is he helped me write a paper about a tower and it was a uh, it got me back the the, the creative juice yeah flowing. he beat me by one percent mm. That's He's right. a bastard. I'm a bastard. I'm but, the worst. But, we, like, the concept is if, if people, like, are being watched or have the perception that they're being watched, it, it makes it so that they follow the rules. So, like, if one of us or we had a few people standing there and watching, there'd still be people that would, like, spray paint or whatever. But people, when they feel like they're being watched and don't want to break a rule, are more likely to, you know, okay, that's it. That's all I'm allowed to do. Well, we're planning to have a surveillance camera, so they will technically be watched. That's true. But uh, there's so many surveillance cameras now that people, like, act 
uh, like they will anyways, just because it's become part of life. I feel like you need a physical person there to really bring it home anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a weird subconscious thing, I think, because you got, you know, yeah, security cameras all the time. You got your phone mm -hmm. and, like, Facebook listening. And, uh, right, everybody uh, else. No, they definitely are. I just got a bunch of weird shit today about other stuff that I was watching on there because, I don't know, they're creepy and want to follow me everywhere I go. Yeah. It's a state. Uh, I've, I've luckily, like, always followed the rule of, like, anything you type on the Internet. Like, if you didn't want it on a billboard, don't. Like, yeah, don't type it. And thankfully. I mean, I've used the Internet for, I don't know, a long time now. And, right. I don't know. Somehow learned that lesson early on. That's definitely a good rule to follow for sure. Yeah. The typing for sure. I mean, sometimes on video, we'll do like comedy stuff, which if you like took a snippet of it out of context, it could look horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I feel like it, it's slightly different. Oh, maybe not anymore. I also have like this feeling that nothing I do is important enough for anybody to ever pay attention to on the internet because there's so much other shit out there that it really doesn't matter no. too much what I put on there. I think the biggest principle, I think, is to A, be nice to other people. Sure. And B, to never get rich because that's the way that people like, yes. you know, try to blackmail you. So if you're broken nice, you don't really have to worry about what uh, you put on the internet. What you put on the internet. Is once we reach a high level of fame and notoriety that they're going to be combing through all of our Facebook posts for the past uh, 20 years to find where we said uh, inappropriate things. Yeah, I'll bring up that thing you did before the show. No, don't yeah. do it. No. No, never. Oh, man. Terrible. But I think that that would be a really cool <laughs> idea. We should find somewhere that will let us put up a paint wall or a tape wall or whatever. And just go to town. And just not, not, not even go, go to, to town, town, just, like, market it. Just tell people, like, hey, here's a wall. You can paint whatever you want on it. We're recording it. And everybody's allowed to paint over each other, see if your stuff stays or makes it or what happens to it. And we're going to make a cool video at the end. Mm. We should use the side of my house. Hey, yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if that's what you want to do, that's how we could do it. I feel like that's a security uh, issue, though. For the side of your, I mean, yeah. For the side of your house. Yeah. We need to find a friendly business that needs a wall painted. They could they could do it on that, that jail that they have down at the Perry Square. Yeah, Ooh. that'd be cool. Yeah, brick wall there. Right, one of those walls. It's or, not a jail, it's a stage. Or like the side of basement transmission or like any sort of side of a building. Or uh, what's the other one, the bunker? The that, bunker. uh Lavery. The lavery has, like, yeah, on the side, side of, of BT, there. Side of BT, that might be cool. Side yeah. of BT. Is there really a side of BT, though? Sure. Yeah. That's open? You, that like, if you lot. have to go in the back? No, there's the parking lot right there. It's oh, right? across the street? Maybe I'm... Isn't there a building in between the parking yeah, lot yeah, and BT? I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. That Gdensia uh, building or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever one it is. Anyways, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll find a place... To, to set that up and then just set a long surveillance camera with a million hours of uh, memory and make stuff. Or I'll just pick it up like once a week or something like yeah, that. We won't need a million it. hours of memory. That's a long time. Well, it's, if it's going to be up for like a year for a summer that and we're going to turn it into a video and then repaint it clean for everybody, I feel like that would be cool to do over time too because like I feel like as it the longer it went, the more people would want to paint on it and the more it would get painted and the more it would change and morph throughout the year. You think something like that would be cool for eerie like from like a tourist or like you know a positive uh publicity uh 
Because that's one of the things you do when you go to big cities. Like you check out like certain like graffiti. Well, not just graffiti, like monuments or like you know if it's murals or murals or like just these hot spots. And it's if if it's something you can interact with, even better. Yeah, Yeah. You know. Yeah. How do we do it though? We have to put paint there every week. I don't know, man. It might be a million dollars. It's. I mean, yeah. Or we just tell people to bring their own paint. I mean, I guess we would have to. Tell people to bring their own paint, but then once we become millionaires from this idea somehow, then we'll just leave paint there all the time for people to paint with. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? But anyways. Even if things do go wrong, though, that's part of the art. It's part of the art. You know what I mean? We we are just here uh, doing a social experiment. We are doing a social experiment. We're scientists. Scientists and artists. Usually not commonly seen as the same or part of the same world, but we're about to bridge that gap apparently with this idea. Yeah. 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 So if you, so if you, you have a wall, anybody out there, you got a wall that you want to get painted, let us know and uh, we'll set up a camera and turn it into a big thing. It'll be cool. We're going to make like it, it happen. Everybody will love it. It'll bring uh, attention to your business or whatever your wall is. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. So if you, like you were in New York, you were taking all these sweet, awesome pictures. I, the gallery was incredible. I, you know, everything was so cool there. I liked it a lot. Thank you. Uh, what if you don't already have one planned? Where would be another like area or city that would be like next on your like dream list to go and and shoot? Um, uh, I was thinking maybe like New Orleans, mm-hmm. just because like that may not be there too in, much like, longer. A decade, right? That's true. So. You know, and the culture seems pretty cool down there. And you know, Yeah. There's a few good, cities good that are like that. Like New Orleans, Miami. I've always said I wanted to go to Venice, which is already like mostly underwater, I believe. Mm. And uh but yeah, that's a good that would be a good spot too. I feel like there's a lot of cool history and old architecture and stuff there. But a lot of people have also told me that New Orleans is a fucking shithole. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, New Orleans. We love you, but that's the way it goes, I guess. French French Quarters is one of the places I've always wanted to see. I think you could get a lot of cool stuff down there. I've heard it's a small little area, though. It's not very big, but it's right. always always bustling. It'd be cool to go down there during, like, Mardi Gras. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. that's, like, the time you go, I think, if you're trying to see that kind of stuff or really be in the party scene or whatever. I think that's when all the natives uh, uh, leave. leave. Yeah, leave. probably. Yeah. Right out their spot. and get They get out of there. For sure. They probably had enough at that point. But you would probably, I mean, just trying to think like you think or whatever, which I don't know you, that you know, so I'm just getting out there. But just based off the photography that I saw, we're both named Dave. It's a thing. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but based off your New York photography, like, I see you as a as a type of uh, artist that would go down there and wouldn't be super concerned with photographing like what everyone else wants to photograph. Oh, for sure. I mean, I just basically walk around and uh see what catches my eye i mean there was like i would spend some time like on google maps mm-hmm. and like street view sure. and stuff and just kind of explore that way as well um because it's like a lot of walking oh yeah there was definitely days i had to take you know days off here and there you know maybe go out like four days i would try to avoid the weekend essentially because like the subway schedule gets all weird and you know, they work on it. Yeah, and too many people. But yeah, I would find I'd find like a cool spot maybe and just could like go out there and then just like continue to just walk around and find stuff. Just whatever. Yeah. It's a big adventure. 
And I think that's one of the things I need to try to remember more is that uh, you can't take pictures if you don't have your camera. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to have it. You just got to have it all the time. Yeah, and there's there's times where, like, uh, I go to leave the house, and then I think about, I'm like, I don't need to bring my camera. And now that now that I said that, then I have to. Right. And I don't even use it. But sometimes, you know, I'd be so mad <laughs> if I, like, purposefully put my camera away after I left. Or, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh. Why didn't I bring that? Look at that. Why isn't he here? Yeah. It's that age-old adage, like, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it, right? Oh, I, for sure. I suppose. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's your really... Bag's, your bag's only so big. Yeah, that's true. You know? I got this new, like, hand grip, too, that's just perfect. Because, I, I mean, I have, like, a few different lenses, but really that one that's on there right now basically never leaves my camera for the most part. And, uh, Is that I, what you use for uh, photos? Mostly, well? yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, or yeah, that is what I use for photos too. But that lens primarily is the only one that's not on you, the, the viewer, but the camera. The camera over there that we're pointing at. Yeah, it's a Sony A7 IV. It's a beautiful camera. Nice Incredible. to meet you. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I have this hand grip, so I don't even really need to bring my bag. I can just like strap this thing to my hand, so I can't like put it down physically and just go where I need to go. And when I don't, whenever I'm like, oh, I should bring my camera, and then I don't, and then I just like hate myself for it, you know. Yeah, that's fuck. Why didn't I bring that? Why am I such a lazy piece of shit? So I'm the only one here who's not a uh, photographer per se. Uh, it really makes that di that much of a difference on the uh, phone, or from phone to camera. Yeah, live picture during the during the thing. Yeah, there we go. I Honestly, just remembered. I usually do like drummer cam anytime I like play a show. Mm -hmm. I just take like a cell phone picture from. Nice. We're going to take one at the end, too. Okay. But it does make a big difference, camera to cell phone. But I still take really awesome... Like, tons of people take fucking awesome pictures with their cell phone. And I like to think that sometimes I, I nail a really cool picture with my cell phone, too. But they're not going to be anything like the pictures that I can produce with that camera over there. I mean, you get... Yeah, I mean, you get good lighting. Like, good lighting. That That's the thing, mm -hmm. you know. You get good lighting, you get a crappy camera, you still take... Good, good pictures photo, yeah you know, for sure and expose it right but I, I know like cell phones though they do there's a lot of compensation um because like you use like a, a real camera um you know you just shooting raw mm -hmm. and then you gotta like do some post-processing to it right uh and pump then, up those colors but i think cameras they do a lot of like instant instantly like it'll boost the shadows or you know stuff like yeah that. and uh turn up the colors and all that stuff like a lot of color grading for sure because you know the lens is only so big and you can only fit so much hardware stuff in there so they make up for it in like the software right the ai that goes into turning those pictures into bright beautiful colorful things i will say of though this this phone google I, I picked this up like i said oh well, finally i get a new phone mm -hmm. picked up in new york because i you know those my navigation and my phone like didn't charge correctly Ooh. and i was like i can't have this yeah no no you know? definitely not Not there no so i got a and i think i fell victim to advertising because there was all these billboards for the google pixel mm -hmm. although i didn't buy the newest model i bought the one the, before it and, and it sucks it's really so bad it just crashes all the time especially with the camera you know, you got to like pull up the camera and I think it's doing all sorts of other stuff. You mm -hmm. know, it's trying to like AI trying to like figure out what you're taking a photo of. And it's like, yo, I just want to. And then it just gets confused and it just shuts down. Ooh. 
If I've ever been somewhere where I want to take a bunch of pictures, I've always had Androids, but where I want to take a bunch of pictures, like I'm on vacation, it'll kill like 60% of my battery in like a half hour. Oh, for you sure. Know, that's, like, the, that's the video display. That That's what does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a diehard Samsung fan. He's a Samsung Ultra 21. It's got a million fucking pictures or lenses on it. And I think it does, like, a pretty incredible job, honestly, for yeah, the most part. Samsung's, like, one of the OGs, like, oh. um, sorry, babe, with the smartphones. But, like, Google, I, and then the other thing with Google is that Google has only invented, like, one thing, one right. product, and that's the search engine. Everything else is like uh, um, stolen, borrowed, <laughs> uh, acquisitions. Right. So they just buy up all these other small little companies. So it's like not necessarily. You think, oh, Google, they they definitely have it figured out, but it's like no, they just have a bunch of money from the search engine. Right. That they can buy all these other companies that do stuff like. But the Android. Google Pixel sucks. Don't just get it. it. Yeah, I, I like my Samsung Ultra Twenty One a whole lot. It takes beautiful pictures. And uh, it can take pictures of the fucking moon. But see, the thing is, is it doesn't really take pictures of the moon. I heard it's fake. Oh, it's fake as fuck, dude. Not the moon. No, the moon. Oh, the, well, the that, moon that's debatable. Might, that's debatable, too. <laughs> the moon might also be fake. But, like, you can hold, like, a picture of a quarter or hold, like, a quarter up in the air and it'll just, like, AI it into the moon, basically, yeah. is what it does. Is it's it all just, trickery. Like I said, it's all in the software. Right. Who's to say there's not someone holding a quarter up at all times? That is the moon. <laughs> that is the moon. It, it could be. We don't have enough time tonight to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> not after we spent so much time on fonts anyway. It's but, so weird. It's the same size as the sun. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. For whatever reason, I don't know why, but on Facebook, I, I think I looked at one meme for too long. And I got to watch out. Like, you will look at something too long, and they're like, oh, you like that, huh? Oh, my God. I so hate it. I get all these, like, flat earth. Uh, things. <laughs> not, I, I don't even I know why. Nice. But now I'm like just really interested in like how dumb it's. A, it's a really good like. Um, I don't. I think it's a good learning tool. You know, just to like be like, you know, oh, it's it's flat because of this, and it's like, well, no, this is actually what's happening. Right. And a lot of it's just like angles. I notice people get really tripped up when it comes to like angles. You know, because I noticed in like photography, because you sure take a specific shot and you're like, like I took that one photo of the moon rising with the fireworks mm-hmm. and the bicentennial tower, and like people were just so confused. They're like, the moon is not that big, you know. And I'm like, well, I'm zoomed in, like all the way across the bay, right? So it's just like a, you know, oh, optics, man. dude. I got a, I got a, a drone. I'm jealous. Uh, we should go play with it sometime That'd when it gets warmer, too. dude. Yeah, that would be. I got. Cool. I've never. I've never flown. I've never flown a it's drone. It's so fucking or, easy. Or rode one of those hoverboard things. I've never ridden a. Ho- I've ridden a Segway, and I think I've ridden a hoverboard. But these drone, these drones are so easy to fly. Like you, could, it would take me. Like I could just hand you the controller, and you figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. How to do it? But yeah, it's. Uh, it's good software. It's uh yeah, it's amazing software, and it takes great pictures too. And uh, um, incredible video. So it, it, it has like a built-in. You don't like strap your camera to it. Oh no no no! Do it, they have drones like that? They they do, but those are like thousands and thousands of dollars. And you get right. if you're buying something like that, you're putting like a cinematic camera on it. You're putting like a Red or an Ari or something that's and, fucking twenty. And you pounds. could afford to crash it. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's not. Happening. No, this one's a just uh, it's like uh, it's a full frame camera, or it's 
Yeah. Well, one is like a full frame and the other one, or a full frame camera, and the other one's like a, I don't know, a uh, four thirds or something like that frame. And it takes incredible pictures. Oh, like three, three quarter, I think. Yeah, three quarter frame. And it does, it takes incredible pictures. It's got like a 75 millimeter or to 10 millimeter lens, so it can do a little bit of zoom action on it. 10, wow. Or maybe it's 18 or 20 or 30. 10's real small, but I don't know. It's it's really cool camera. It's a really cool little device. I'm hoping to use it a lot coming up, but yeah, definitely mess around with it sometime. And I bought two lenses while I was out in New York. Yeah. Um, One, I specifically, I wanted to get a wider lens Mm because it was definitely you know, certain shots or like you want to get like a building, but you're like up close. Right. So I bought, you know, I got a 16 millimeter, which had like a, I don't know, a bigger F-stop. I don't, I never know what to say, bigger F-stop or smaller F-stop. Yeah. Smaller F number. Yeah. But Equals the, bigger. But the diameter is bigger. It's right. ratios, you know, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, so like. With How the, small of an F-stop? Uh, I think 1.6. Oh yeah, that's pretty. 1. That's pretty 8. wide open. Yeah, it's nice. So you take you take a shot. You go, oh, right. Look at all that bokeh. Yeah, that's what the people want out there. Bo- I'm like a professional now. Right? No. <laughs> no, for real though. Like that's that's. It's it's cool to see. But it's really easy then to get carried away with a, with a with a big f stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, oh shit, nothing's in focus. Right? Except, yeah. Except for this little sliver. Like okay, I've noticed Knock that recently. Back a little bit. I've noticed that a lot recently with some of my pictures. Is that like I only get part of it in focus because I shoot almost always with like my f stop wide the fuck open, right? Which is just me not being uh, aware enough to to close that up a little bit and raise my other features or slow down my shutter speed or whatever to get everything in focus. Um, yeah, because the lens that came with the camera, it's like five point six. It's like you know, yeah, as slow as it goes. So really, yeah. Wow. Oh, never mind. I was thinking other way around. But yeah. Yeah. But big, um, small. Fs are weird. And it's not an F either. It's an aperture. It, it doesn't make any cameras don't make any sense. No. They're tricky. I need to get a smaller, a wider lens like that too, like an 18 millimeter or something like that. Um, but I need to get a, a bigger zoom one. I want to get a bigger zoom lens first. Oh, yeah. Those can get pricey. Oh, my God. There's so much money. So much money. If you get like a, like the Sony G Masters, like the the pinnacle lens for that camera, mm-hmm. are all like easily one to two thousand dollars. Like no matter fucking what, you're spending a ton of money on a, on a lens. For sure. I mean, some people I've heard of people just renting some of those those yeah. bigger lenses. Well, the cool thing about Sony is that their stuff is open source, I guess. So I can buy like off brand lenses that are still really really good, that are uh, a little bit more budget friendly. Like, uh, I can buy, like, a Tamron lens or a Sema Yang lens, or I could buy, like, the Sony name brand lens, and they're all, they all are great lenses, and they all take good pictures, so it's really, you know, whatever. I'm fortunate that department. You, you use a Canon R5, R6? R6, Mark II. Ooh, there you go. I had to wait for it, because it was, like, brand, brand new, new, and yeah. on the, you know, they ran out. Yeah, so you're you're the equivalent of like a Sony G Master would be like a Redline Canon lens. I had no idea. Red li- the Canon lenses with the red line on it are like the top of the line, highest end lenses. Like, oh yeah, I don't think I have any of those yeah. fancy red. <laughs> right. I don't know what it is that red that thin little red line just makes it, you're like oh yeah. 
Exactly. Well, the, a lot of the G Masters are white. Hmm. So when you see somebody with a Sony camera and a white lens, you're like, oh, fuck, dude. That guy's balling out of control, spending thousands of dollars on lenses. He must be big time photographer. Yeah, definitely an upgrade, though, because I was using a Rebel T7. Mm-hmm. And that's like their entry level? Pretty much, yeah. Or uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like now you're using like a pro grade camera. That's like the the uh, amateur level or entry level. Yeah, whatever. it's like it's like a three hundred versus three thousand dollar camera. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. So and it, you know I've picked up my old Rebel and it just feels like a toy. Like, mm-hmm. You're just like what? What is this? I took pictures really? with this. Yeah, I thought this was like the shit right and, back in the day. You know, Ooh, oh, we lost the light. Uh oh. That's okay. It's battery powered. But that's a. I think that's our sign to wrap it up, though. Whoa. Oh yeah. Is it, has it been like an hour? It's been oh. like an hour. Yeah. I was so worried about what I was gonna like talk about. No, no, no dude. We always have stuff to talk <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, it's easy. Well, it's easy when you spend twenty minutes talking about fonts. I mean, you could spend <laughs> all day <laughs> talking yeah. about fonts, right? Yeah. Everybody loves that too. I'm sure. That'll be part two of this episode. Yeah. Dave comes back to <laughs> talk about fonts with us some more. Right. So I could I could plug I could plug some stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, do yeah, it. Please do tell it. them how to get a hold of you, get in touch with you. I got, I got a web, I got my own website. It's uh, digitdave.com. That's D I G I T Dave.com. Uh, you can look at some photos, and I got an online shop. I got I got all my New York City photos. You can order those. Definitely do uh, that. I do have. I I still have. Uh, photos hanging up at the City Gallery at 1503 State Street. I, you know, I framed them all myself with the help of uh, Joe Pop, who was like the framer of the art museum for like 20 years. Mm. Uh, so they're like pro quality. Uh, they look beautiful. Hand, they're incredible pictures. Hand so. signed. Uh, so go check them out. Support the, the local gallery. Uh, support PACA. You know, check out what they got. Oh, oh, I got, yeah, real quick. I got a pack of live show. I got two pack of live shows in January. Woo! Uh, yeah, I've been a little sparse. I used to do it like every week. Every week for like a long time. For two and a half years. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I got burnt out. That'll happen. Um, well, I, yeah, I took my vacation in New York City and just like, and then I took a break for the summer. Anyway, so I have two pack of live shows in January, January 7th. We have Bummer Country, oh, yeah. which is the band I'm in. And we're booked because that is also my birthday. So, ooh, congratulations! Little, little birthday treat to myself is uh, just perform on my own show. Hell yeah! And uh, then after that, we have Sarah Haggerty. Okay, I, I hope I'm thinking that wrong. But uh, she's a friend on Facebook of the show. I, I, she started following and liking our stuff recently. Yeah, cool. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, check out Packet Theater. We do cool uh, theater stuff. Uh, that's p a c a one five zero five dot org. That's right. And uh, yeah, that's that's probably it. Good. Well, good, thank good you. Stuff. Thank you for coming on. It was super fun hanging out yeah, for a yeah. while. Thank you for bringing lights and hot chocolate, hot chocolate and, and cookies. cookies. Like yeah. Yeah, this is how you be a proper guest on this show. By the way, everybody else that's coming on or been on, you guys need to step up your game. I think. Take um, notes. but we love you guys thank you all for coming out and uh hanging out with us during the show thank you for listening thanks all of our sponsors all of our patrons everybody out there y'all are the best peace out